Welcome to Not Playing to Win, a board game podcast for social players, new gamers, and you. Today, we're going on vacation. Or we would if I had more PTO and a fuller bank account. Instead, I invited two of my friends to talk about vacation-themed board games so we can try to answer the age-old question, is it even worth going on vacation if you can't be the best at it? My name is Kate. I'm Sarah. I'm Arizona. This is a very appropriately themed uh, subject for us because Arizona and I are both leaving on vacation in like two days. I'm extremely jealous. I want to go on vacation. Yes, well, you're already obviously losing the vacation wars. It's a good thing I don't care about winning, but like (laughs) participation trophy would be nice. We'll bring you back a trophy. <laughs> That's what souvenirs are, right? It's just your 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 trophy for not getting to vacation. Yeah, a, a souvenir is just a trophy that says, my friends went on vacation. You'll just have to uh, wrap me up in the full vacation experience while we're talking about games now. I'm going to put on a tropical shirt real quick and wear mm-hmm. a camera around my neck and maybe like the biggest sunglasses. Make sure you've got your fanny pack strapped in. Oh, oh, I do. I'm going to put my meeples in it. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I am talking about Takedo today. Takedo is made by Funforge. It's a game about everyone going on a beautiful Japanese vacation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It follows this famous historic road in Japan called the called Takedo, which means in Japanese the Eastern Sea Route. Descriptive. Um, yes, very descriptive. I guess it was really famous back in like the 16 to 1800s as like a road that was used for merchanting and trading, but also a lot of people would just travel on it for fun. Hold the phone here, Sarah. Are we going on a vacation through time and space? (gasps) We are. We are traveling to the past to go on this beautiful vacation. And unless you're in Japan, and I don't think you are, we're also going through space. Fantastic. (laughs) Wow. The goal of this game is really honestly just to have a fucking rad time just like do the best vacationing you can and make sure that you're better at it than your friends oh god i'm gonna be so good at this you guys i'm great at having a rad time (laughs) the game just follows like a, a path and there are spots on that path that you get to stop and do different actions the spots include a temple where you can pay money to the priests i guess Hot springs, where you can bathe and also possibly see monkeys. Um, A farm where you can get money, because sometimes you overspend on vacation and you need to go to a little physical labor. (laughs) I'm glad you can just stop and get like a part-time job (laughs) to to help flush out your vacation. You're like, oops, I bought too many souvenirs. I guess I better, you know... Go work at Starbucks for a day until I can afford to sleep in the next hostel. (laughs) There's also a souvenir shop, a space where you just meet a people, as maybe you do on vacations. I never attempt to meet people on vacations. I mean, I'm usually trying to avoid avoid people. Usually I'm like, I would prefer no people. (laughs) I'd be more encouraged to meet people if it was like this game where some people just will give you money. That's true. I like that idea. That's true. I mean... It might motivate me to talk to strangers if I know that they're just going to give me free money. Yeah. That seems maybe worth it. These people are just like, here, have a fistful of coins or like have a beautiful painting. Wow. Thanks for the painting, random stranger. And then they just walk away. Minimal social interaction. (laughs) That actually is all I really want from random social interactions. If they could just give me a free thing and then just walk away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, No obligation. Those are a bunch of the spaces you can go to. Oh, there's also three different panoramas that you can create. So it's like, I think in the game, it's like you're painting each section of this beautiful picture. Uh, If you want to think about it in modern times, I guess you're making a beautiful like collage. Maybe you've got your Polaroid camera out. Oh my god, can I bring like my scrapbooking supplies? Like the the zigzag scissors to make an artful edge? Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) The game has kind of an interesting mechanic in that the 
person who's in the back is always the next person to go, which is kind of different from a lot of games. Wait for me! Wait for me! (laughs) So sometimes it means that if you're, like, in the back and there's, like, four spots between you and the next person, you could just go to, like, every freaking spot on there and just, like, clean up, which is pretty nice. It doesn't happen, like, super often. I feel like usually it means that whoever's in the front may be fucked up, right? Maybe they fucked up, or I feel like a lot of times it happens because you don't have any money to go to, like, the spots where you have to pay money, because you, like, have to pay money to, like, souvenir shop or to, like, go to the temple. Yeah, that's true. If you don't have any money, you just have to kind of walk past all the sites with your head down. Yeah, so, like, maybe you just fucked up. And then there's, like, three spots on the board where you stop at an inn and you buy food. You don't have to buy the food, but it's, like, worth a bunch of points to buy the food. And whoever buys the nicest food throughout the whole game gets, like, a special bonus points for being a foodie, I guess. Some of the food in this game looks really delicious, too. It does look it really good. It makes me good. S- it so hungry. I just want to eat, like, the rice bowl and the sushis mm-hmm. and the I always pick kebab. the most delicious-looking food of the... I guess, like, I'll be, like, if I have the money to pay for, like, an expensive food, I'll get it. But, like, I buy the one that I think I would want to eat. <laughs> I don't like buying the giant fish. The one that's just the big scary fish that stares at you. (laughs) That one always scares me. (laughs) It still has like the eye in it, I think. Yeah, it still has the eye and it stares at you. And it's just, I mean, it's a fancy food, obviously, but it stares at you the whole time. And for the rest of the game, you just have it there staring at you. Are you saying that it would be more delicious if it didn't have any eyes? (laughs) The eyes are a delicacy, I think. I've heard that somewhere. (laughs) I feel like I've seen a movie or something where someone eats the eye of a fish and they're like, oh, that's the good part. (laughs) The end of this game is just a points race, essentially. You get to the end of the road and whoever has the most points and there's some bonus points at the end and then you win. And the nice thing about this game is that even if you did really, really bad, you usually feel like you still like had a nice vacation. So-and-so like has 50 points more than me, but like... I have a really cool panorama of some mountains and got these cool shoes and some like snacks at the souvenir store. Yeah, I love getting all the souvenirs. Yeah. It's just collecting the whole set is so satisfying. Yeah. And it's my own personal little success, even if someone else got way more points than me. And they probably did. And I'll just ignore it because I'm so happy with my little souvenir book. I feel like I don't think I've ever finished a game of this and been like, really sad about how I played because I always got something that I thought was cool. It's also just really zen to play it. So if you're not winning, you're still, it's just so kind of Mm -hmm. casual, slow, relaxing trip through the town. I think if you put on some traditional Japanese music in the background, you could really just be at peace with your life for the duration of this game. Points be damned. Yeah. But I will say, so like this game plays two to five players and the player count can really change things because two, I've played two player before and it gets competitive. Like there's a, there's a different mechanic with two people where you have sort of like a, a dead player. You, you get like one extra meeple. <laughs> it's not dead. That's a weird thing to say. You're like dragging a corpse down the road to go on vacation. style. Yeah. That's not what's happening. We're not... <laughs> You don't have any dead bodies. Someone ahead <laughs> the road was doing the Little Miss Sunshine vacation and just like dropped their dead grandpa at the inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have you have just an extra meeple and whoever is in the front gets to move that meeple when it's that meeple's turn to move. So when that meeple is in the back, the person in the front gets to move it. So you can like strategically block other people from getting the other person from getting what they want. Yeah, it's just the cock block token. Yeah, and it becomes like a much more competitive game that way, but still fun. I've only played the two-player version once, and it was with you, Sarah, and it was the only time that I ever, I would say, had a bad time playing Takedo, because <laughs> I felt like you were trying to ruin my vacation, because normally I'm like, yeah, I'm having such a great vacation, this is so much fun, and I felt like you were out to ruin my vacation the whole time, and I'm like, you. Sarah... Why are you trying to ruin my vacation? I'm trying to have fun here. And you and this apparently dead body are trying to (laughs) block me from doing all the things I want to do. Yeah. You better watch out on our upcoming vacation because I will (laughs) 
uh, throw a dead body in my you. way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna call ahead to whatever your guys's cruise is on and just see if I can hire somebody to just like lock doors as you're approaching them. Be like it's not your turn to go here. It does so can play two to five. Um, it changes also. I think between three players and four players, you get like more spaces open on the board so that there's extra actions you can take. They're all still the same type of actions that you had before, but there's more places to go. It's kind of weird. I feel like four players is like that sweet spot where you can do so many things. And then at like five players and three players, it gets a little more crowded on the board. Although I feel like the board getting crowded pretty well matches my real life vacation Mm -hmm. experiences where I'm just trying to have a good time and there's just a pile of tourists in my way and I hate (laughs) them. And I know that I'm technically a tourist too, but it's their fault for ruining everything. Yeah, you shouldn't have gone during the busy season. Yeah. So like strategically speaking, I don't know if this game has a strategy exactly what do you guys think like i think the strategy is just to relax and have a good time yeah and find your own happiness i have a pretty not that i'm playing to win or bragging i am bragging a little bit i've won to kaido a lot like most of the times i've played to kaido i won but i feel like i've never had a strategy you just go and you try to go to all the places well what is your secret to a happy vacation my secret happy vacation is to try to do all the things and then i do all the things you should probably release a how-to guide of how to win at vacations. How to win at vacations. The trick is to do all the things and be happy that you got to do all the things. <laughs> but I do think that you get to pick your character in the beginning, and I think that that can definitely help you. I know, Sarah, you like to play as that poor little orphan girl who gets Ugh. to eat for free at the inns. But I'm pretty sure you've never won with the orphan girl. <laughs> the orphan girl is hard. I pick I pick her sometimes because she's hard to play and like you just don't have any money. So like automatically when you start the game, you like have a hard time doing a bunch of specific actions. Like you can't buy souvenirs or anything. And I guess you're an orphan and you probably don't have anyone to give them to anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> but you also just like can't do that actions so you have to work around it and do something else but you get to eat for free which is kind of nice but i've never won with the orphan girl and i but i keep trying because i believe it's possible yeah i i guess picking picking your character at the beginning you get to choose between two random characters that you are given and i feel like you can kind of strategize around what your character's ability is like if you're one of the ones that gets to like extra point if you meet a person like obviously you want to go to the meet a person space isn't there one where you get like a bulk discount on souvenirs or if you like buy two you get the cheaper one for free or something yeah i think there's a couple that have souvenir discounts i like that i'm just gonna load up my suitcase like have to sit on it to zip it shut to come back home you're gonna like throw away all your clothes so that you can fit more more souvenirs in at the end. It'll be just like at Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have like a strategy exactly when I play this game. I do think that like if you're a new player to this game, maybe pick like two things that you want to try really hard to do, like one of the panoramas and then like souvenirs or something as like your two things that you know you want to do because you're not going to get to do all the actions you want to all the time because someone else will take your spot but at least you have options yeah it's hard to do everything well so you have to pick one thing to focus on and i think that's what makes me happy at the end too like well maybe i didn't buy any souvenirs this time but i ate so well and i have a happy full tummy and now i get to go have a happy after vacation nap I actually think this is kind of how I vacation now that I'm thinking about it. Like when I plan my vacation, I like plan like two or three things that I know I want to do. Our upcoming vacation, like we're going to go scuba diving as one of the things. And then we're like going to go see some caves and then everything else. I'm like, and then we'll let the like chips fall where they may. We got to leave like some wiggle room to make sure you have the most amount of fun. You may or may not be able to eat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but at least he is scuba. <laughs> I I guess I save money to eat, usually. <laughs> you didn't get to eat. You lost seven points. It's very sad. Yeah, so this game, I think it's really pretty. The art is, like, cutesy graphic style. 
It is really cute. Yeah. It's got, like, a nice Japanese vibe, but, like, more of a modern Japanese vibe where everything's a little bit cartoony, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't look exactly like the historical Japanese paintings, yeah. but I still kind of get that feel from it, mm-hmm. which kind of helps that kind of peaceful old road travel. Yeah. It calms me down. I feel like it's got, like, a nice simple vibe going so that it fits the like relaxed atmosphere of playing the game yeah this is like the chillest game ever Mm -hmm. and i love the panoramas so like the panoramas are like either three four or five cards long as you assemble them they're so pretty when you get the whole one put together i love getting like a full panorama Getting anything less than a full panorama is a little disappointing, but they're all so pretty. Each individual card is really pretty, but once you get them all together, it's amazing. (laughs) The colors, I think, in the game are really nice, too. Like, I like the token colors are a little different. You've got, like, a teal token and purple and leaf green. So not, like, your standard Crayola colors. Yeah, I really like games that have unique colors in it. Mm -hmm. Because the ones that have just red, blue, yellow, black. Yeah. I'm so bored of those color options. <laughs> I'm not enthused about any of those color options. Because I always want to be green or maybe purple if Arizona's not there. Or maybe orange. <laughs> and so often they're just completely left out of the game. And I have to decide which boring color I want to be. And it's it's really nice to see more options. Yeah. I like to mix up which color I choose. Because, I guess, because I never get to be the one who has first pick of the colors. Like, Arizona's always calling purple, for one thing. But then, usually, like, everybody else will have, like, a strong feeling about which color they they well, have to play in the game. Some of them are best. <laughs> I don't feel that strongly about the colors. So then, like, I get stuck with, like, usually, like, only two choices. So a game where the colors are different, it's nice because my my tr- my last two choices at the end aren't the same as they always are. <laughs> Hope you like being yellow every time. Yeah. I feel like it's like yellow and red. <laughs> Most of the people yeah. I play with, they don't want yellow or red. <laughs> so the rule book of this game is really nicely laid out. And it has a cool little section about the history of the road at the back, which I thought was kind of neat. Because it turns out that this like road actually is historically used for vacationing and stuff. It ran from like... Kyoto to Edo, which is Tokyo. People traveled on it on foot for the most part, and it took like a week, two weeks to to travel, which is like perfect vacation amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's a great length vacation. Yeah. Except it said that <laughs> there are like all these rivers you had to cross and they didn't have any bridges <laughs> across <laughs> any of them. Bring your suit. You'd have to wait for, like, some dude to bring his boat to carry you across. And it, they weren't necessarily, like, an organized system. Can you just ford the river Oregon Trail style? I don't think so. Like, they had boatmen, or whatever you would call that, <laughs> um, to take you across, but they didn't work regular hours or something, I guess. <laughs> so, like, sometimes you were just stuck waiting for someone to take you across, or, like, the weather was bad. So you didn't know. You couldn't be like, oh, I'm going on vacation. I'll put in my two weeks so that I'm done on the road. It would be like, well, could be two weeks, could be a month. And I feel like, you know, modern times, I think my boss would be a little bit like, uh, no, (laughs) you can't do that. (laughs) You can't find ye oldie phone to call in the boat's not here. Sorry, got to use some sick leave. The boat didn't come. (laughs) And also, so this road, one of the things that made it famous, I guess, was that famous artists from the time would travel on it and they would paint each stop on the road. And there was there was a bunch of stops just like there are in the game. They were like sort of like inns or whatever, places to like rest or see the sights or whatever. And the famous artists would have like a series of paintings all about the road. The game actually names some of the characters after them, which I thought was kind of cool. So oh, that's cool. I didn't your, know that. Yeah. When you pick your like, character at the beginning, like the one, there's like, especially I remember there's some guy who's like a good painter and he gets extra panoramas or something. Like that guy is a, a real painter who like made this road famous. <laughs> so these were like actual good artists, not like. Yeah. Well, not that the artists you see at tourist destinations aren't good. <laughs> they weren't painting caricatures. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you go to like touristy cathedral and just Rembrandt's out there painting for you or something. <laughs> Anybody could be the next Rembrandt, Kate. Or the next 
Hiroshige, you paint on your next vacation and maybe you'll become famous. I'll become famous on my mom's fridge, I think, if I paint Aww, something on vacation. Your mom, you puts your pictures up on the fridge still. I mean, she probably would if I asked her to, because that's <laughs> that's roughly the skill level we're working with. Speaking of picking your characters, like always, I feel like there's not enough ladies, right? I think there's like three ladies maybe in this one for the base game um out of i don't know maybe like 10 12 that's not characters. enough lady so like not enough as Were always. girls not allowed to go on vacation in ye olde days it turns out so i i did read like the wikipedia article about this road <laughs> Um, it turns out that women were not allowed to go unaccompanied on the road. Oh. They had to have a man with them. So well, that would be quite a scandal. Though, I guess. It? Yeah. You know, maybe the rules were different. Because I think, like, one of the characters is, like, a geisha. And one of them is, like, the little orphan girl. So, like... I was going to say, who's letting that little orphan girl go on her own then? Well, maybe no one is taking... Like, maybe there's no one to take care of her. I don't know. Were the police going to come and be like, little orphan girl, you're under arrest for traveling unaccompanied? <laughs> Also, why does that little orphan girl get to go on vacation? I can't afford to go on vacation. How come that little orphan girl gets to? Is she just like walking up and down the road, like panhandling the tourists? Maybe. I probably. Oh, right, she gets honestly. free food yeah. at the inn, so she's probably like looking sad at the people at the yeah. inn, and they're like, "Oh, I guess we'll give you free food then." She's probably honestly more like, um, like a dirty hippie on their gap year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like nowadays like you go you see people on you see people online who are like they're they're um busking or whatever it's called in like foreign countries they have signs that are like oh i'm on my gap year and i'm traveling and like i don't have enough money please donate so that i can like buy some food or some souvenir on my trip does that actually work I don't know if it works mostly i've seen people on the internet being angry about it because like these people are like <laughs> dirty and like sitting in the street and they're also like taking resources from actual homeless people in those countries <laughs> so like mostly it's like people people on twitter are like yelling about like look at these freaking like entitled white people <laughs> coming to foreign countries and begging i mean to be fair the internet is probably going to yell at most people about most things but it's, it's very true but get a job you hippie yeah yeah um one thing i will say about this game and like the the bits is that it has coins it has like little circular japanese style coins but they're not metal coins <laughs> and i wish that they were you can buy the upgrade there's like an upgrade set that has metal coins I know. and like sculpted I know. figures the figures in it are really cute they i have seen like the deluxe edition comes with like it comes with one of the expansions and you get like sculpted minis and the metal coins and apparently it comes with a cd soundtrack whoa <laughs> whoa yeah whoa. Well, we can just make our own CD soundtrack. It's on, true. Like YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Yeah. But that is pretty cool. Yeah. The little figures I saw, they have like the colored bases that match the meeples. So whatever character you pick like fits right in there. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's and cute. I think you can buy it as just an add-on. Like if you have the regular game, you can buy like the deluxe upgrade oh, or something. That, that might be nice. Yeah. The miniatures look cool. If I ever were the kind of person who got around to painting my miniatures, <laughs> I yeah. think they would be fun ones to paint. <laughs> they would be. They they look really cute, especially with like the board because it's like so cutely colored. If you did like a similar scheme yeah. on those minis, it'd be just. Mwah. But you know, I have painted one mini. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've finished painting one mini of all the games I own. So you're killing it. I know. I'm just. I'm just looking at Patty's desk right now and looking at all his, like, in-progress minis. He's so motivated. Mm. I don't understand how it happens. But at least I get to reap the benefits. Yeah, I need someone in my life who will just paint all my minis for me. I mean, if you just make a whole bunch of money, I bet you could arrange that. You can I hire suppose. someone. Yeah. You need, like, a sugar daddy, but for mini painting. Yeah. Then, um, this game says that it plays for 45 minutes, I don't think it's ever taken me 45 minutes to play. That seems really long, right? I think with five people, it might take, like, 45 minutes. Maybe. If you have, like, five and... I feel like I could teach it and, like, have new people playing it, and it might take 45 minutes. But otherwise, I think probably not. That's a nice treat, though. So many games go longer than their time. Mm-hmm. Although it is a little weird that they have the 
it just says 45 minutes. It's not even like a range. It's yeah. just 45 minutes. It's, it straight up just says 45 minutes. It's going to take you exactly 45 minutes. <laughs> no matter how many people you play with, apparently. <laughs> 45 minutes. You know what it is? It's like when you go on a real vacation and at Disneyland, the line for Space Mountain says <laughs> 45 minutes from this point. And it almost is never as long as they say because they want you to be like happy that you got on faster. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's an hour long wait, that would suck. But if they say it's a two hour long wait, <laughs> then you're just ecstatic that you got on it so fast. And Takedo is trying to bring that true vacation happiness to you. It's true. So I don't know about you, but I, I play this game pretty often, both like in real life with my friends. And it also has like an app I have on my phone to play it with. I, I play it a lot. And I feel like... Part of that is that you have, like, a lot of different characters with different abilities to choose from. So I don't get, like, tired of it because I feel like it changes. I love games that work like that where you can just play the same game, but it's, like, a little bit different so you never get bored. Mm -hmm. I just got the phone app yesterday because I actually don't own this game, which is sad. And I just found the app kind of frustrating, though, because I was just (laughs) bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I don't know, maybe I'm just too old and I can't see it, but I feel like I couldn't tell where my opponents were, so I just kept constantly getting the pop-up. Oh. I was like, you can't go there, the space is full. <laughs> I'd cry because it was yelling at me on my vacation. Oh. I will admit this looks better on your tablet than it does on your phone, I because I have the app and I've downloaded it on my phone and on my tablet, and on the tablet it looks nicer big. Because the graphics are like really pretty and nice on it, I think, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just like they're a little too nice to be playing on my I think that that's it, is that it's kind of almost too nice and the phone screen's small, so it doesn't kind of cap. Yeah. I still still like it, though. Yeah, it is really pretty, and it has a nice Mm -hmm. background music, then, when you're playing it on Mm -hmm. your phone, so. Yeah, and I think for replayability, um, I have the expansions to this game. There's two expansions, uh, Crossroads and Matsuri, and I think that having the expansions also, like, makes some changes to the game that makes it, like, really replayable. The Crossroads expansion adds, like, a lot of different stuff to the game. It plays with like the same base board, but when you go to each different kind of stop, there's two actions to choose from now. So you can do like their normal base game action, or you can do this like other special action. Like when you go farming, you can choose between like just getting some money, or you can make a two coin bet and gamble your money. <laughs> Gambling. Yeah. Just what every vacation needs. Yeah, and then you could either end up with, like, no money, or you can end up with, like, four times that amount of money. <laughs> God, there's, like, no way I'd end up with the four times, though. I would always just <laughs> I think it's happened poor. to me once, and I was really excited. That's how they get you going back, just like the casinos, right? You're like, well, <laughs> I can't always lose. <laughs> and there's, there's other ones. The panorama becomes a cherry tree, and you get, like, some points and a coin, the hot springs becomes a bathhouse. The temples, you can get like a single use card that has like a powerful effect. Um, like you can do two turns in a row or you can do both options instead of just one of the options. Uh, Souvenir Shop has some like really cool new objects that you can get. They're called legendary objects and they cost one to three coins and then they're worth more points in combination with like the regular souvenir cards and also well, they're mean, just like if really they're cool. legendary isn't that just like going on vacation and coming back with the ark of the covenant or something yeah i think like one of them is like a fancy like sword or something that's supposed to be like a legendary sword that some folk hero used or something oh my god you get to go ho- get home and just raise it up into the air and it probably glows and everyone yeah. looks at you with awe and awe. like Realistically, I think a lot of tourists come back from Japan with a sword, right? (laughs) Everybody's like, I want to be a ninja. (laughs) Look, I went on vacation and now I'm a samurai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's calligraphy cards that give you special end game goals for bonus points. Basically, like, there's a lot of differences with the Crossroads expansion and you can do, like, a lot more stuff. I feel like it makes the game much more complicated you have to you have to think a lot more about like what you want to do instead of just like taking opportunities sometimes and then the matsuri expansion it's not as crazy as crossroads and you have to use crossroads you have to play with crossroads in order to use it 
But you get a, f- a special festival of Matsuri at each inn. Uh, the first person to get to the inn chooses between two possible festivals. Um, and some of the festivals are really cute. There's like a fireworks festival. There's one where like you get like a fish balloon or something. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but they're all <laughs> just just you, the person who picked it. You just get to stand there at the end holding a fish balloon and everyone else. <laughs> I know. I mean, like in the context of like the imaginary game, like everyone in town would get a fish balloon or something. <laughs> I vote we all have this festival that I am imagining now is just all of us standing around with a balloon going, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, so the first person to arrive gets to pick between the two possible festivals and you get some points based on like who has the most souvenirs or like who is the furthest away from winning or there's like all kinds of different effects they can have essentially yes please give me bonuses for losing the most thank you (laughs) who gets to the in first then becomes kind of important because like you get to decide and maybe maybe it'll give you like a whole bunch of points (laughs) or you can stop someone from getting a lot of points best thing about matsuri expansion is that it adds 16 new travelers and the crossroads also adds six new travelers. So you have like a lot of characters to choose from by the time you've got both expansions and tons of new ladies. I was about to ask her, are there more ladies yes. or do you still need a chaperone? Lots and lots of ladies, which I like. I think we should play this game, though, where if you choose a lady, you should get a second character for free because they need their male. <laughs> you have to have a dude to come along with you. Or risk your reputation. <laughs> Maybe that's why you play two-player. You play two-player, each each person plays a lady, and then you get this dead weight, haha, a <laughs> man, <laughs> to carry along behind you. Zing, 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 zing. <laughs> We've all played this game, right? Like, what's your guys' favorite part? Food. Food. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. The yum. art on the food is so, it's so cute. And I think the souvenir art is also really great. The souvenir art is really great because it makes mm-hmm. me feel like I bought myself something really nice. Yeah. I didn't just go to the Tokaido dollar store and get some plastic shit. It's like a <laughs> nice souvenir. I like just at the end looking at all the things I did and being like, this great vacation that I had, I got to go do this and this and this and be like, just feel satisfied at all the things that I did. Yeah. It just makes me feel happy at the end. Yeah. I always feel really good at the end about my vacation. Yeah, I like looking at the full collection, which I think is why I don't, part of why I don't like the phone app as much, because you have to like click on the little inventory button. You don't just get to have it spread out in front of you as a beautiful reward. That's true. I think that that does make the the app like less exciting to me, as I can't see all my loot that I got. My favorite part of the game is a stupid little thing, but when you go to the hot springs and you pull a card, you get point value on it i think it's like either two or three points but if you get three points the picture on the card has little monkeys in the hot springs well because obviously your vacation is better if you saw the monkeys i know i'm always so excited i'm like i got the monkeys i got the monkeys he's got the monkeys he's got the monkeys and in the app like the monkeys you like get there and like you see the beautiful hot spring and then if you get the monkeys the monkeys like pop out of the water Cute. Those monkeys, though, in that card art, in the card art, look like they're gonna fuck you up. Like they no. look not happy that you saw them. Like I you mean, interrupted them, and like now they're gonna attack you. They're they're cute. I mean, I wouldn't want to take a bath with monkeys in general. So, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind seeing them at a distance, and maybe I can go into a different hot spring like next door. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm like walking down this path. I'm like, I'm gonna go to my hot spring, and then I turn the corner, and then there's a whole bunch of monkeys there. I'd be like, they're just staring uh, at you. I don't, I don't want to go to this hot yeah. spring. Never mind. There's I'll no go way. Someplace else now. There's no way that the monkeys don't poop in that hot spring. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't want to share it with them. Well, the poop is the extra point that you get. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's great. I guess. <laughs> Take that home as my souvenir. <laughs> yeah, and that is Takaido. Yay! Yay! Great vacation, everybody. Yeah. Great How vacation. would you rate that vacation? What would you give it on TripAdvisor? That is a five out of five. 
Yeah, is that, I can is give that, it a 10 out of 10. Is that but, how TripAdvisor write, rates things? But oh, I have no idea. No, no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know TripAdvisor was still a thing. I thought it that was like an old thing. It is definitely a seven rainbow out of seven. Rainbows? Yeah. I have no idea how that works. <laughs> I give it two thumbs up. Way up. Now that we've been to Japan, let's come back to America and go on another vacation with Parks. Yay! Parks! Yay, Parks! So Parks is made by Keymaster Games and has art from the 59 Parks print series. In this game, players control two hikers um, and they're trekking across new trail each season to see sights and visit parks. And along the path that they travel, they get to collect gear and canteens, resources, and they take photos. They get the different, like, resources because each park requires, like, a certain number of them to visit it. Um, you also get, like, a little, like, goal card, like a secret goal card for that. At the end, you can score more points. Well, it's like, it's like the, the guidebook that tells you how to enjoy your trip the most exactly. at this park. It's like you either have to visit like the nicest parks or you have to like take more photos or visit like the lowest point parks. I don't know if that's just like visiting as many parks as possible. Well, yeah, because obviously you can either visit one good park or like four shit ones. Yeah. The national parks now, don't they do this thing where you get like a park passport or something and you can get like a stamp for each park that you visit? You can. So isn't it like that? It's like you got your stamps for your different uh-huh. parks that you went to. I know. I've always wanted to get one of those. I think and they're cute. I haven't. And now that I've been to so many parks, I feel like I've missed my chance. Yeah, right. And then I also feel like each time I go to it, like, well, maybe now is the time that I start doing it. And I still haven't. One of these days. I'm gonna the start. past ones that I've been to, they know that there's people like me who haven't bought one and probably aren't going to yet, but are still so excited about the stamp. So they'll have, like, some cut-up scraps of paper so you can stamp the paper and take. And I I do that at every one. I actually have a little stack of paper that's just stamps from, like, different parks. And it's just little, like, paper bits that just has the little stamps on it. And it's like, I don't know what, yeah, like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Yeah, I'll probably lose it immediately, but it brings me so much satisfaction being able to stamp that little scrap paper. Yeah. No, it makes me happy. It has, like, the little date on it and it says which park you're at. Yeah. Sometimes it says which, like, outpost you're at at that park. Like, I'm like, yay, this makes me happy. I'm going to lose this piece of paper or it's going to get, like, wet or something and be completely mm-hmm. destroyed. But but I stamped it. But I stamped it. Or sometimes I'll stamp my hand just because it's a stamp and it's there and I'm a child, so I want to play with it. Just do both. Yeah. Exactly. One for now, one for later. Um, so yeah, so you just have your little, your little hikers that you, you move down the little path and you collect these different resources, um, to go visit the parks. What I feel like the best part of this game is, is the bits. They're so good. The bits uh, are amazing. The bits are amazing. I love the bits. They're so good. So first you have your hikers. They're pretty pastel colors, which it has purple. So, obviously, I'm happy. It also has pink and a green and a blue. They all have sort of, we're talking about having male and female things. It's kind of like a genderless uh, hiker shape on it. I was trying to identify what it looks like. And it's just like, no, this is a hiker person on my, an outline of a of a person. Yeah, I mean, they're as genderless as I am when I go hiking because I don't give a shit about, like, makeup. And then if, you, if you're going backpacking and you have, like, the chest strap of your pack just, like, smushing down all your bits. <laughs> yeah. There are no girls or boys in the wilderness. Hikers yeah. do not look, uh, like, beautiful gendered beings. <laughs> no. <laughs> we look no. like amorphous north face blobs i'd yeah. say yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's what your little hiker looks like but yeah. in pretty pastel colors yeah. and i appreciate that mm-hmm. um you also have your resource tokens that have like the little water drop or you get a little tree or a little mountain there's a little sun but the best ones are the animals the animals are so cute <laughs> they represent wild tokens and they're come in different types of animals there's I was trying to look at all the different ones. There's, I don't know, like 10 or more different types of I animals. I think there's like 20 because they don't have like Is any 20? repeats. They don't have any repeats. I don't think so. Yeah, there's the two different trays of resources and I don't think they repeat. Yeah. And there's the dolphin and the turtle and the bear and the wolf and the buffalo. My favorite is the goat. I always pick the, <sighs> the goat. The goat. <laughs> the goat's real good too. And they're fun to play with. Like we are... 
one friend was just sitting there making different things with the animals, like making them diff- do different scenes. I think her favorite thing was to do was Free Willy. Yeah, like you get like a little mountain with a few trees around it and then you have like your wolf howling. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I mean, I can't fault Emily for enjoying playing with those little bits. She seemed like she was having her own fun, her own game. Childlike wonder. <laughs> Childlike wonder. Well, now we now we need to make a little mini photo series. It's just the most beautiful scenes that we can make oh, with these. Oh, that's yeah. a cute idea. Everybody email them to us. We'll put them on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the game comes with nice little, two nice plastic trays to hold all these little bits. And they look like pieces of wood. Yeah, like pieces of lumber. They look like just like the pieces of wood that you'll get when there's actual wood pieces in the game. Like in A Feast for Odin, wood's a resource. It's that shape. It's like yes. a log. Yeah. Yes, yeah. a log. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I like is that there's little... You take uh, photos. There's a little camera. So you can take photos on your trip. Because obviously you're on a vacation and you need to take photos of the things you see. And when you take a photo, you get a little square. And your little square has a picture on it. And the picture is actually a little part of, like, the bigger card of the park that you yeah, see. Yeah, it's like the actual art of the park. It's, yeah, it's like the actual art of the park. And, like, I noticing that, I'm tempted to, like, dump out all of the little photos and try to, like, <laughs> match them all up. Because it seems like that would be really fun. I mean, I don't think there's any repeats there, too, which just gives me this yeah. hunger to collect them all. The photo thing is, like one of the parts of this game that I get like infuriated by because you 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 get a discount basically if you have the camera because you guys are all sharing one camera I guess yeah and some other asshole always tries to steal it from you some asshole has my camera and I'm like I want to take the picture okay to be fair it's a pull it's like a Polaroid camera and I think Polaroid cameras nowadays are kind of expensive so like Obviously, we couldn't afford to all have our own Polaroid cameras, and that's how we have to share it. Yeah, but it's my turn right now, so give it back. (laughs) But I wanted to take more pictures. It's infuriating. I get mad, especially, like, there's no reason that you need to have, like, ten pictures when I only have two. I'm like, let me get my pictures so I can do my goal. (laughs) I feel like you're referencing the last time that we played and how angry you got at me (laughs) for taking all those pictures. I might be, yeah. I might possibly have some resentment stored up from last time. And actually, I almost forgot one of the best bits is the first player marker, which is a metal metal coin, metal triangle coin that has sort of like a version of the National Park symbol on it. And it says, any way the wind blows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> any way the wind blows doesn't really matter. Well, it's great because if you want music in the background and you don't want to just listen to like nature sounds, you can just listen to Queen. I feel like someone should make a playlist that's just like a bunch of nature sounds. And then at some random point in the middle, it plays that song. Yeah. For you, baby, I'll do it. I'll link it on our blog. (laughs) That's the perfect playlist for it. You've got like crickets and like wolves howling in the background. Maybe like some whale sounds. And then... (laughs) I also like that first player token. I mean, one, because it's metal and it's very satisfying. But also the bottom of the box has a second insert for holding all the bits. And it has like a perfectly little carved out spot for it to fit. I love the tray (laughs) for that game. Mm -hmm. And it's stupid. Why do I care about the tray? I do, though, because everything fits so perfectly in it. It just snaps in. So there's a place for everything and it snaps in perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I normally hate putting away games, but I will volunteer to put this one away because... It just appeals to, like, my Tetris playing side where they just match up so nice. (laughs) Return the little photos and the, which makes me think of the art as a whole, which is just so beautiful in this game. And I love it so much. Yeah. So, like, all of the arts are done by different artists, right? Yeah. So it says in the book that it's from more than 40 artists. And the book itself actually lists all of the artists that are in the game from the, the 59 Parks print series. Um, and it actually says that it's 45 national parks, which there's 61 in the U.S., so it's not... Well, you can't fit them all me, into the game. You can't game. fit them all. But it makes me want to know now which parks aren't in the game. Well, sit down with a list. Cross-reference. I know. I should have done that before, and I've been like, oh, these are the games that are... These are the parks that are actually missing from the game. Well, okay. Well, when we make episode notes on the blog, again, we'll have to make a list of the parks that got excluded 
everyone's <laughs> least favorite park. Aw, America's the, least favorite parks. <laughs> the red-headed step parks. Well, there are some parks in this game that I feel like are parks you wouldn't think of, like some of the Alaskan parks that like are just basically signs. Well, all of Alaska is just one big national park, really. It's true. There's so... like one that's like gate gates to the northeast or something like that that or northwest it's just like a plaque that's like on a tree and it's like oh yeah these like 100 acres or whatever 100 million acres are a park but this is a plaque there's no roads or trails yeah Yeah, you have to just like walk through the wilderness to it to find it yeah to find the plaque that tells you (laughs) that this is this is all the wilderness do you guys think that one of those little I visited this park stampers is just dangling from that sign, though? I Aww. hope so. A little ink pad. It's, like, frozen, but you have to, like, heat it up first so that you can get the ink and then stamp your book. You have to, like, put it under your armpit and warm it up. <laughs> You're probably responsible for changing the date on it, too. They probably don't have a staff. Yeah. Oh, and then you can see the last time someone was there. And you're like, oh, 2006. Yeah. What? Yeah, but the art, the, like the art on the cards, is so beautiful. It makes me like want all the poster prints of this, and then I can just like fill my walls with beautiful. Yeah, art. I would have any single one of these arts framed in my house, even mm-hmm. if it's for a park that I've never been to. They're stunning. They're so pretty. It makes me happy when I see them. I also thought it was cool because the uh, donation it says on there like a donation is made for the National Park Service for each game purchased, which is nice that like you know it's sponsors the national park service yeah they're kind of practicing what they're preaching like the parks are nice and also let's help maintain them yeah what else so i guess like specs for this game it's one to five players um and there is a solo player version for it too has anyone played the solo version i haven't i haven't i don't like to go on vacation by myself (laughs) i like going hiking by myself (laughs) oh yeah i mean i do like going hiking by myself i should try it sometime i feel like the benefit of like going hiking by yourself in this game would be that there's no other assholes on the trail blocking what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can finally enjoy nature. I wonder how they compensate that with so you don't have people blocking you. Like, because obviously you, won't, you shouldn't be able to do everything. Maybe you just always win and do amazing, and it's a lesson about being in nature alone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Listeners, if you've played the solo version, tell us how it's different and, and if you liked it. Yeah, yeah, we need to know. We need to know. Uh, the box says it's 30 to 60 minutes. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, I've played it with three and five players, and I feel like it took us probably 45 to 60 minutes mm-hmm. to play. I'd say it's accurate unless you're playing with people who are the worst. <laughs> I played this game as four player with my family, and it took us two and a half hours hours why i was that's wrong ripping my hair out at the end they couldn't make a decision they didn't know what they wanted to do they'd whine and complain every time someone was in the space that they wanted to go to these are the people that these are the people that go on a vacation to the national parks and brought a pair of flip-flops and nothing else yeah this is why i don't a this is why i don't play very many games with my family members and B, this is why I don't go on vacation with them. <laughs> because they act the same in real life that they do while playing this board game. Well, then kudos to Keymaster Games for designing something that really encaptures the true experience. <laughs> Last time I went to a national park with my family, my mo- we were going on a hike that was supposed to be like five hours or something. And my mother did not bring a bottle of water. And I was like, we got to like the trailhead and I was like, mom, where's all your stuff? And she's like, I don't need stuff. I'll be fine. And I'm like, you don't have water? You're going to be so thirsty. You're going to die. <laughs> she's like, it's fine, Sarah. Don't be, don't be crazy. It'll be fine. And I was like, whatever and then an hour in she's like sarah i'm really thirsty can i share your water i'm like there's not (laughs) enough for both of us (laughs) see and i'm the person that goes like on a trail and i have like you know four bottles of water and you're like this is like a one mile trail like what are you doing like you're gonna be fine i'm like no you got to be prepared. I also have a snack with me. I have my shoes. I have a change of socks just in case my shoes get wet. And it's like, okay, calm down a little bit. Okay, so I'm the happy medium. I mean, I bring, since I got the Camelback backpack, I bring that everywhere, though. 
So on the short walks, yeah, I too bring too much water, which really brings it into a problem of like on a one hour hike, I probably shouldn't need like a pee break halfway through, but I always do. Yeah. So I'm so experienced now at peeing in the wilderness. Arizona is definitely an over-preparer. She literally just bought a first aid kit to take on our cruise vacation. Like the cruise doesn't have band-aids. <laughs> Okay, the crew's probably going to charge us for Band-Aids or something. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't hurt to have a Band-Aid. I'm sorry. I love you, Arizona. It's fine if you want that that first aid kit. It doesn't hurt to have some Band-Aids when you travel. You need to save that money so that you can buy me a cruise trophy souvenir. Yeah, that's why I saved money by buying it ahead of time, not having to buy it. Like, what if you get blisters on your heels when you go, like... Hiking in the caves, and now you can put band-aids on your heels for future walking. Yeah, because they're going to charge you like a $10 band-aid sort of charge otherwise? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It does seem like something the cruise would do, but (laughs) I I guess it's nice to be prepared. I guess on that note, what is, uh, starting with Sarah. Sarah, what's your favorite part about parks? Okay. My favorite part about parks is the bits, I think. The bits are so good. They're just so good. I think I especially love the photos when you take a picture I like can't stop taking pictures I am that person who's hogging the camera because like it's really fun to collect all the little pictures just like in real life I like to take a lot of pictures when I go on vacation and you can lay them out in front of you like a little photo album Mm -hmm. it's nice if your pictures end up having a theme yeah you're like oh my god look I just took pictures of winter Mm -hmm. like how nice or like I got a picture with an animal in every single one of them (gasps) amazing Kate, what's your favorite part about parks? Probably the art. It's just so pretty to look at. It makes me want to go to all of the parks because it makes the, all the parks look really beautiful. It's true. So yeah, it's just gorgeous to look at. But also the insert. I just want to put everything away neat and tidy. Not in like normal everyday life, but inside the game box. <laughs> yeah, that's very not Kate. <laughs> Putting things away neat and tidy. Well, maybe if someone came and custom did my house where there's like a little shoe-shaped <laughs> insert in the floor, <laughs> then we can talk. I agree that I like the art and the bits a lot. I'm a terrible person, though, so what I really like most <laughs> about parks is I like playing it and being like, oh, I've been to that national park. Oh, I've been to that one, too. Can confirm. Yeah, Can- that's actually my least favorite part about this game. <laughs> Is listening to Arizona tell me that she's been to every park that we pull out. I'm like, oh, look at you guys. I like just got this card. I went to like, I went to like Yosemite National Park and Arizona was like, I've been there. <laughs> okay, thanks, Arizona. And of course, she's actually been to all of them. And I'm just sitting here like, I've been to like four of these parks. I feel so good about it. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Uh... I can see how it would be appealing if I had been to a lot of parks, but I'll never compete with you on, like, actual real-life number of national parks you've been to, so so instead I just feel bad about myself. I'm like, <laughs> if only I went and experienced nature once in a while. No, no brag, you guys, but I've been to 100% of the national parks in Arizona. Ooh, Ooh I think I've yeah. been to 100% of the national parks in Wisconsin, and <laughs> it's because there's zero. <laughs> okay, is that it for parks? I think that's everything for parks. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw! All right, guys, it's time to see how these two games fit into what we are now calling the big board of board games. Ooh. Yes, admire and respect it. Um, This is, as we discussed on the last episode, that we are keeping a running list of all the games we cover and sorting them by the complexity or weight rating that they get on BoardGameGeek.com. And obviously, since podcasting is an audio-only medium, I have decided to make a physical board for this that you can all enjoy. You know, so obviously you have to go like follow our blog or our Instagram or something so you can truly admire this beautiful piece. So on the board from last time, we have A Feast for Odin, The Biggest Heaviest Boy, at 3.82 difficulty units followed by blood rage at 2.88 difficulty units uh so where do we think these guys are fitting in uh both of them are probably lower than those last two i would think you are correct it is easier to vacation than it is to raid and pillage isn't raiding and pillaging just sort of like viking vacation-y yeah but it requires a lot of physical exertion i guess right 
they're just like hardcore. They're extreme vacationing. I mean, hiking can be very tiring. If that's true. If Vikings were like vacationers now, they'd be the kind of people who like base jump. <laughs> Ultra marathoners. Yeah. Oh, trail runners. That sounds like not my idea of a vacation. No. No. My vacation is where you go eat. So, should we start with Takedo? Yeah, start. Where do you think Takedo falls on a scale of one to five difficulties? What was Blood Rage at? Blood Rage was 2.88. Ooh. I'm going to give it like a 1.9. Oh, I think it's. I feel like Takedo is so light compared to these other games. I Maybe just like a one? No, wait. What, what was Candyland? You said Candyland was like a <laughs> one point. Candyland was 1.07. <laughs> maybe not. So, 1.5. <laughs> All right, split the difference, 1.76. Ooh. Okay. And then parks. Do you feel like this, this hike is a little more complicated than yeah, I mean, hiking peaceful run? Hiking, hiking is a little is bit more a little intense. Bit difficult. I guess kind of Takedo is about hiking a little bit, but it doesn't feel like hiking. You know, I'm just going to give it a flat two. Um, I think 2.1. Arizona wins a prize. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Did she get it exactly? It's a completely imaginary prize, but you got it exactly right. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. Picture the most beautiful trophy in your head, and then you you have that. What do you get there to prices right when you like get it exactly? Do you get like you get money? Like, you get like an extra hundred dollars or something. Oh well, we're not going to give you a hundred dollars. You can just go have, open up a game of Monopoly. And you have a hundred appreciation points from me. They don't mean anything. They're worthless, <laughs> but you have them. Your appreciation is worthless. <laughs> In, other than emotionally, it's worthless. <laughs> if you had to choose between these two places to vacation, would you go on a national park trip? Or would you go on a historic Japanese tour? I mean, if you can actually travel back in time, that's a pretty hardcore vacation, man. No question if I can travel back in time, I'm going to do that. But I guess if you just had to do it in real life, in the now, living in the moment, if you will. I understand parks better. I'm better at enjoying nature than I am to talking to random strangers on the side of the road. Plus, I don't want to bring a chaperone. (laughs) That's true. I will agree with that. But, you know, since I've talked about it, I've been to a lot of national parks already. I'd rather go to Japan because I've never been there mm. and go see all those things and eat all the food. I mean, I probably oh, just like true. eat a lot of like miso soup, basically, or a lot of rice balls because um, I'd be like, I don't really like fish that much. But they eat stuff other than fun. fish. <laughs> all I can think about like are like the cards that are the miso soup, the rice balls, and that big giant scary fish card. <laughs> I can't think of what other fish, what other food they actually eat in that game. <laughs> well, I think that like I think that parks is sort of like the vacations I do take because I'm cheap and vacationing yeah. like, a in America and b like just doing some like stuff in nature. It doesn't cost very much, and it's not hard to plan. But I think that, like, my ideal vacation would be more like Tokaido, where you get to, like, do all the things. It's just that buy all the souvenirs. I'm poor mm-hmm. and lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need someone else to plan and pay for it for me. All right, so this week, I think we're going to wrap up with a question for both you two, my lovely friends, and any listeners who want to weigh in on this matter can send us an email. We're not playing to win at gmail.com. So I really want to know, speaking of board games and vacations, when you go on vacation, do you bring any board games with you? Yes. Yeah, I sure do. (laughs) Last vacation I went on, I think I stuffed like six board games including, which I'm proud of, Wingspan yeah. into my suitcase. In addition to, like, the small Oink games, I managed to fit, like, a real board game into my suitcase. I mean, I think I sacrificed space for, like, clothes, but who needs clothes when you can have board games? Yeah. Well, yeah, you just play Wingspan in your jammies. Yeah, so. same. Yeah. And you know what's funny is that the TSA really does not care for people packing board games. <laughs> they opened my bags and rifled through it all and they made me open all the boxes and were like, is this really board games? I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's like a fun game to play with people. They're like, this looks like you're smuggling things. <laughs> the exact same thing happened to me because, 
Yeah, every game made by Oink Games is in this tiny, perfect-to-travel-with box, but to make it happen, everything is so packed in there. It, like, fits in there really perfectly. So, naturally, they opened every single one and dumped it out, and you're just watching, like, oh, no, you're not going to get that back in the box. You're never going to get that back in the box. And it's so stressful. But, I mean, worth bringing the game. What if you have any downtime? I wouldn't leave without it. So, this this podcast does not endorse criminal activity, but... If you're trying to smuggle something in an airplane, don't do it in the same bag you're carrying your board games in. <laughs> yeah, they will check it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only vacation I've ever gone on where I didn't bring any board games with me in recent memory is just going to Gen Con. And obviously that's just because oh, I yeah. need more space in my suitcase to buy new games. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been a long time since I didn't bring board games with me when I travel. Just because... Yeah, even if it's just something small, it's like, well, I'll just, I'll just bring Deep Sea Adventure with me or something, just in case, you know. I don't want to be stuck somewhere where I don't have a game. It's like a perfect time filler. Or if like if you're going somewhere and you have a lot of plans to like do stuff outside and then it's like bad weather one day, you're like, well, we'll play some board games instead. I basically keep Sparkle Kitty and Deep Sea Adventure just in my purse now. Because what if? Mm-hmm. What if we really just need to go die under the sea as friends? <laughs> or mm-hmm. what if we need to be princesses? I don't know. Rescue princesses. Rescue princesses. Yeah, we always are princesses. We just only yes, sometimes all rescue girls them. Are All girls are princesses. <laughs> all right, that's all for now, guys. Please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at NotPlayingToWin. Check out our blog at NotPlayingToWin.wordpress.com. Maybe someday, if we're successful, we'll get a big boy real domain name, but that's where it is for now. Uh, We will post episode notes there, as well as some fun links and ideas to host your next themed board game night. So get out there and go play a game. Bon voyage! Bye! Bye! Not playing to win!